the power of cryptocurrency, and the blessings of Aya. Welcome, friends and family, to another informative broadcast. I'm your host, Dawid Yako Maccabeus. Y'all listening to Signs and Wonders, the broadcast that came right on time. Today's date is January 15, 2024. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge a great leader in history and a martyr of justice and peace, no other than Martin Luther King Jr. On this day, 95 years ago, Martin was born, and I thank Aya for his existence. I thank him for an example of leadership that we could follow. Now let me open this message with a prayer. This prayer is called A Prayer to the Remnant. Thank you, Aya, for allowing me to do another broadcast during the time of our transformation, for allowing me to see the fall of Babylon. Thank you for allowing me to speak to the powerful remnant, the ones that will build the foundation for the thousand years of peace. I ask that this message reaches those special spirits you have chosen to rise up in this peculiar time in history. I ask that you give us the power to destroy Satan and bring this demonic rebellion to its final end. Thank you for your love and patience, your protection and your wisdom. All praise Ayah. All praise Allah. All praise Ayah. I began to write this message during the 10th moon on the 19th day of December three months before the Passover. If you follow the ancient time chart, then March 25th marks the official New Year and April 8th marks the Passover. According to ancient scriptures, the remembrance takes place under a new moon. To better comprehend this fact, September is the seventh moon, October is the eighth moon, November is the ninth moon, and December is the tenth moon. The eleventh moon is January, and the twelfth moon is February. Therefore, March is the first month of the year, or of the new year, which is why the usurpers celebrate Purim. It's a mark because 14 days after the new year is the Passover. Therefore, Passover is always falls on a hidden moon. Why? Because the angel of death came during the time of darkness. All right? It's very important. Now, I spoke about this years ago. This is that I'm saying this is for the new listeners to this broadcast. Now, as I speak this message, I hope to transfer the feeling of checkmate. As I explain, the fact that we have already won. Because as I write this message, the feeling is very, very good. The reason I write this message at this particular space in time, or this peculiar space in time, is to explain to you that demonic rule of our planet, their time has run out. Their time is up. And their attempt to offset the inevitable will fail. We see them desperately trying to steal the planet right in the open as they corrupt the minds of our youth. However, 
the good news is it is written that we have already won. For those of you confused, let me explain after the following verses. Revelations 12. And there is a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Those of you that follow this broadcast know I have been speaking about this time frame for over 10 years. The most recent broadcast on this top, in this topic I done, it's on the um, website. And I did a broadcast called Revelations, Count the Number of the Beast. I did a recent one, and I did one back in 20, I think it was 12, 2012, 2013, no, 2013, okay? Now, to emphasize this chapter, I ask uh, you to observe the uptick in violence and the destruction of the hypocritical, the hypocrites, the hypocritical Western nations. Notice the perversions and thefts and lies as evidence of the signs of the time. Okay, this broadcast is called Signs and Wonders. Okay, now it reads, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of Yah and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our Yah day and night. And they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Okay. Now, this is telling us that the dragon and his demonic entity are no longer allowed in heaven. Okay. And they were thrown down out of heaven. What I want to speak to you about is how this event happened over 2,000 years ago. Okay. It was shortly after the transformation of Yahshua the Christ. Yahshua HaMashiach. Okay. And it reads, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman who brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and time and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now pay uh, very close attention to these um, verses and revelations. Uh, everything is going to come together as I progress. Okay. Now to be clear, you will not translate this information correctly if you do not know true history. If you truly believe Ukraine is the homeland of the ancient tribe of Judah or the Khazars of the seed of Gomer are the original Hebrews 
If you believe this, then you are lost in translation. If you believe the 1948 usurpation is a fulfillment of a right of return prophecy, you are lost in translation. In other words, to truly comprehend the message in the book, you have you have to have the correct version of history and you have to know whom the original people are from the beginning, meaning the ancient people, the real Hebrews. If you are to comprehend this message and without this knowledge, it would be impossible as it is written. No man knoweth the day or the hour of the return of Yahshua HaMashiach. However, we can observe the season. We can make an attempt to see where we could be in history and eliminate confusion. Now let's consider a few factors. Knowing who the Hebrews are today is knowing who the remnant was at that time. We know that the Hebrews of the seed of Jacob were transported to the four corners of the earth via the transatlantic slave trade. And the majority of them are located in the Americas. However, if you are not aware of this fact, then you will remain confused. Now, prior to the Arab invasion of Africa via the Abbasid Caliphates of Cairo of the year 1260 A.D., and the European slave trade via the, ninth, uh, the 1452 Dumb Diversus, the remnant lived in the northern regions of Africa. Now keep in mind, the migration of the Hebrews began during and before the time of Yahshua HaMashiach. I mention this so that you can better follow the following verses. And it reads... And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, which she is nourished for a time and time and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now, before I continue, observe two things or observe these uh, uh, two words, great eagle and serpent. In scriptures, the observation of symbolism is a key to knowledge and metaphors. Did you know that the uh, West Africa, that in West Africa, the eagle is the symbol for Ghana and Nigeria? Did you know that also in North Africa, it is used for Egypt and in South Africa, the eagle is used for Zambia. And um, this is for those in tune or I, what I'd rather say for those in tune know that the seed of Jacob went into bondage and the word for bondage is Egypt. And during that time frame, the Abbasid Caliphate in the year 1260 AD, the ships came into Cairo, which is in line with Deuteronomy 28. So if you want to know when the prophecy began or the prophecy was fulfilled, the, the uh, Deuteronomy 28 prophecy, which I'll read later on, 
was fulfilled, it was during this time. Okay. And we'll get into that later. All right. Now, those in tune also know that Nigeria is the home of the Igbo. It's the Igbo tribe. The Igbo tribe whom are the original Hebrews of the seed of Yaakov. The majority of this tribe was sold by the Arabs and the Europeans since 19, I keep saying 19, since 1452, dumb diverses. In addition, the serpent went from or went into Zambia and forced migrations further into South Africa, which is why our planet witnessed the racist apartheid that stretched from Nambia to South Africa until 1994. I meant to say 19 that time, 1994. Now, this was due to the Dutch East Indian Company exploitation of African resources. And at that time, the resources were slaves and slave labor, which is why what is called the Freeburgers and the Boers are still in South Africa today because they were the paid labor force, paid, okay, labor force, hired to catch the slaves and keep the slave labor in line. Then the Dutch East Indian Company exploited the natural resources after, with the help of the Dutch military, Historians call this era the white invasion or the conquest, okay? Because the Dutch military helped, they hired these people, and um, we get what we got today. After the workers of that company, they decided to stay. After they were hired, they decided to set up camp. And like I said, these workers, they were also mercenaries, and some of them are known as the Boer today. Free burgers turned to Boers. Now, by now, we should know the lie that we sold ourselves into slavery, okay? We did not sell ourselves into slavery. That is another myth. There's a lot of nuances in that, okay? Now, keep in mind, the Dutch also came from the Germanic tribe of the seed of Gomer, just like Ashkenaz, whom is the father of the Ashkenazi Jews. This is very important to understand. We will revisit this fact as I continue. Meanwhile, while on the other side of the Atlantic in North America, we are eventually somewhat integrated into another nation, and this happened after 1865 and after the end of the Jim Crow era in 1965. Now, let's put this into perspective. Just 59 years ago today in America and just 30 years ago today in South Africa, we both have become somewhat free from colonialism. Now, that that's, has something to uh, make you think. 30 years and 59 years. So uh, 60 years, 30 years, somewhat free from colon colonialism. Now, like, like I said, let that sink in as we observe the symbolism of the serpent and the great eagle. 
And like I said in the start, to truly comprehend the message in the book, you have to have the correct version of history and you have to know who the original people are from the beginning because it is important to know who is who in history. And it reads, The woman which brought forth the man-child was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now keep in mind, after 1776, the eagle became the symbol of the United States of America. After it, after its separation from the crown of Great Britain, we know this event as the American War of Independence. During the time, we also have the French Revolution and the destruction of the French monarchy under the House of Bourbon. So when we take the great cycle of 25,920 years and observe the time and time and half a time, we know that this equals 1,200 in 60 years. If you recall the document on HebrewWakeUp.com called Count the Number of the Beast, these numbers are based on the Pythagorean time chart. Now keep in mind, this is a play on the number nine. We have 360 plus 360 plus 360 plus 180. This equals 1,260 years, and all of them are base nine. Okay? Therefore, if we reference the 2,160 years time frame of the great cycle, we can place this event in the proper time frame, which is why it is difficult to know the exact time because we are in the time of the demonic rule. And it reads, but of this day in that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, nor the son, but the father. However, we do have the ability and power to watch. As the word says, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Okay. Now, if you know what you are looking for, like who the real people are, then you will comprehend. Okay. Now, we first have to know who the woman is that gave birth to the child. We then have to understand that Pythagorean, or Pythagorean, Pythagoras, the uh, Pythagorean time chart of 25,920 years. When you divide 25,920 by 12, you get 1,000, I mean, you get 2,160 years, okay? This is the length of a zodiac cycle like Aquarius, okay? And that's when, in, uh, when you divide the 2,160 years by three, take that 2,160 years, divide it by three, you get a time space of 720 years, Okay, now those of you that are unfamiliar with um, my research and the uh, twenty-five thousand twenty-year uh, chart, visit HebrewsWakeUp.com. Go to the research section, and I should have the information there. Um, if not, just write me. I'm going to leave my information here, and I can get you caught up to speed. Or just keep listening, and uh, I'll have links on this document to that And once I upload the transcript to the website. All right, let me continue. 
let me see. During the time space of the first 720 years, okay, remember it's like um, we're dividing 2,160 years, divide that by three, you get 720 years. So when you do that, you're able to see what events took place during the 720 years. And a quick side note, um, when you understand that uh, um, the Tetragrammatron and the Shemhem Farash and understand the hermetic occultism, the belief system that they believe in, then you can understand why it's important that we understand the timetables in which things occur because they are. Uh, this is during a time when the um, demonic spirits transfer to one leader to the next. Since that leader doesn't live forever, then that energy um, from that leader goes into another ruler, and that's how they are able to continue to rule and do the same plan and pass it on like it's a baton, okay? All right, now let me let me continue. During the time space of the set of the first 720 years, we see that that in 160 BC, Judas Maccabeus, the hammer, revolted against the Greeks. We also observe that the teacher of righteousness from the Essenes sect found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And then, right? A few years later, during the time of the Hashemonian dynasty, the ruler John uh, is called Hycranius in the year 134 BC. Okay. Now he conquers the land of Edom and then he forces the Edomites to convert to Judaism. This is 134 BC. Now, this is extremely important to know because this information was removed from the updated versions of the King James Bible. It was in the first Bible, the 1611 Bible, but then when they updated the Bible, they removed a whole lot of books, and those books are called Apocrypha. Okay? This story is in those Apocrypha books. It's very important to understand because after the Edomites became the Jews, they were there during the time of Yahshua. Ha Mashiach, okay? During the time of Jesus Christ, if y'all don't know who Yahshua Ha Mashiach is, this is Jesus the Christ, okay? During that time, the Edomites were the Hebrews, okay? They're always Hebrews, but they were not, never supposed to be the Jews, okay? Now, as I said, which means the Edomites were pretending to be the Hebrews of the city Yaakov because they became the Jews. To underline this fact, Yahshua calls them serpents. And it reads in Matthew, the book of Matthew 23, 29 through 20 through 33. And it reads, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tomb of the prophet and garnish the sepulchers of the righteous and say, if we had been in the days of our father, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, be ye, ye be witnesses unto yourselves that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. I was telling you right there, this, that's the bloodline, okay? This is the seed of the serpent that was spoken of in the book of Genesis. The Amalekites, the seed of the serpent in Amalekite deception. The seed, type that, the seed of the serpent in the Amalekite deception. That'll give you the whole story, okay? 
And it says, fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can you escape the damnation of hell? Now, the book is telling you exactly what a lot of people have been saying. Okay, this is why they reject it so much, because it's the truth. and It'll tell you who's controlling this planet. Now, let's observe the symbolism. We're going to go back to um, the eagle and the serpent. Okay. The wings represent movement from Egypt to Ghana to Zambia to South Africa to Nigeria to the Americas. In Africa, we have the tribe of Levi, the Limba in the south and the tribe of Judah in Ethiopia, the east. We see the combination of all the tribes in Nigeria, Ghana, and Zambia in the West, and also in South Africa. Uh, yeah, and also in South Africa. Okay, now keep in mind, the colonist, all right, of Europe called Africa the wilderness. They called it the jungle. They even made movies about it. They called them Tarzan of the jungle. Do you remember? That's Tarzan. And in the Americas, we observe the Hebrews being labeled black Hebrew Israelites in the land of captivity. Now, it is no coincidence we see the land with the symbol of the eagle and a snake now having to protect its former second class citizens under the Constitution of the United States. And now only the last 59 years, making it the land of somewhat safety for the Hebrews of the city of Yaakov. I hope uh, none of that confused you. If it did, rewind it and listen to it again. Now, let's observe the serpent. The serpent is always at the seat of power in every nation. And this serpent controls the earth. As it is written, Woe to inhabitants of the earth and for the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Okay. Which is why we have to observe the Pythagorean time chart, because this is based on Satan's rule and his religion of hermetism. The children of the serpent practice this spiritual belief system. In fact, Rosicrucianism is at the core of America and the foundation of the United States. Observation of the owl and the five-pointed star in the District of Columbia will prove this fact. Okay, I found this research a long time ago, back in the, in the um, mid-90s, or like late, no, uh, late 90s, when I was uh, first being able to search the web and I had Windows 98 back in the day. Um, I printed this out and I have I still have these printouts. And back then it was like, like, you know, real hidden knowledge. But now it's already out there. Anyway. In history. Uh, we can see the symbolism of the serpent and how it went into the wilderness to enslave the Hebrews for over 400 years from 1452 until 1864. This, uh, this, and it's actually later than that. There's, there's some um, colonies that were enslaved since 18, 
I think even later, like 1880s. And but what I say is that, you know, when we were finally freed from the Jim Crow and apartheid, that's when we were actually able to be citizens. And this was only 60 years ago. So anyway, let me I don't want to get too far off track. Uh, from 14, let's just say from 1452 till 1864, uh, that's because of um, the uh, uh, the some so-called civil war in the United States. Uh, this start by decree from the church and was enforced by the Royal House of Spain. <clears throat> Meaning that they, like they started the slavery for 400 years. It was a decree enforced by the Royal House of Spain. And when you research, you will find the symbols of the dragon-like creatures in the House of Hasburgs, the House of Whitman, which eventually morphed into the House of Colbert Sachs Gopha. In actuality, all of them ruled the earth during this time frame. The House of the Dragon existed within all of the European royal families because of intermarriage. Okay. So when we observe the Royal House of Spain, uh, when we see them joining the Ottoman Empire and then they join up in a, in a, a, a business venture called the transatlantic slave trade, it should be uh, should not be to know, be a, uh, should not be to surprise, not be a surprise <laughs> okay, that, that they, uh, you know, that all these these serpents are working together. In addition. We see the Dutch West Indian Company establish ports all along the same routes of the slave trade. Okay. Now I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Okay. Welcome back. This section is entitled The Woman and the Dragon. Revelations 12, verse 1 through 6. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. Z. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her children as soon as it, her child, as soon as it was born. Okay, now I have a question. If so as above is so as below, then would the hierarchical structure of earth mirror that which the dragon had in the heavens. The red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head, mirror the royal family here on earth. Now I get deeper into that prophecy in earlier broadcasts. You have to go to HebrewsWakeUp.com or Huanet.com and uh, you can search the archive or just write me and I will direct you. And it reads, and she brought forth a man child who was to rule 
let me see, and it reads, and she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up into, or caught up unto Ayah, and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of Ayah, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. Now, as I read that, okay, Revelations. Did you notice the 2,203 scorn days? This is the 1,260 days I spoke about at the start. When we place this, uh, when we place this, these years, these uh, into the 2,160 years, the Pyth Pythagorean, remember I was telling you it was divided into threes, 720, 720, 720. That gives you 2,160. If we're still um, in that time frame of the 2,160 years, which they actually call the uh, transforming of that, one was the year of Pisces and going into the transition of the year of Aquarius. Okay, now we were entering the year of Aquarius. We're in the year of Aquarius now, but this is a new, a new 2,160 years starting. We had a 2,160 years ending. That 2,160 years end it around guess what 2001 which is very interesting because that's when the world trade center happened and that's a whole nother discussion okay and then we have the uh, 72 transitions and that's like i said get the um count the number of the beast you'll be caught up and then you'll understand where these numbers and dates come from okay so now this is the 1,260 days I spoke about at the start. When we place these years into the 2,160-year time frame, we get 1260 AD. Remember 1260 AD? Now, guess what other events took place during this time frame? Because remember, this was the time, the 1260 AD, when the uh, Abbasid Caliphate, okay, you know, okay, let me, let me read this here. It's called Mam. Uh, Mamlukid Islamic Dynasty. Mamluk. Mamluk. A M A M M L U K. Mamluk. It says Mamluk's slave soldiers, a member of one of the armies of slaves established during the Abbasid era that later won political control of several Muslim states. Under the uh, Abbasid or Ayyubid Sultant, Mamluk generals used their power to establish a dynasty that ruled Egypt and Syria from 1250 to 1517. The name is derived from an Arabic word for slave. The Ayyubid dynasty, also known as the Ayyubid Sultant, Sultanate uh, was the founding dynasty of the medieval Sultanate of Egypt established by Soladan in 1171. Following his abolition of the Fatimid Caliphate of Egypt. Now, this is very important because I do a broadcast on Islam where I explain to you that 
the Fatimid Caliphate. This is Fatima. It was Muhammad, Ali, Hussein, Hussan, Fatima. These are the five pillars of Islam. Um, and when you uh, understand that Muhammad's daughter Fatima married Ali and they had the two sons and this was the this is actually the foundation of the um, the Shia and the Shia is Iran and they actually follow the original bloodline which is the original Muslims and the original Muslims were black Muslims and that's another controversy okay but anyway that's another discussion Let's just say that, where do you think all the slaves came from <laughs> during the time of the Abbasid dynasty, all right? If they come in and all of a sudden there's the, Fat, the, the Fatimid Caliphate is eliminated out of Egypt and the Abbasid come in, that's how you got your, you know, Mamluk, the slave, okay? Anyway, now I'm going to refresh your memory on Deuteronomy 28, and it reads, <clears throat> And it shall come to pass... If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of Yahshua, or Yahuwah, thy Yah, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I commanded thee this day, that Yahuwah, thy Yah, will see, will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, the Deuteronomy 28 is often used by the Hebrews of the city Yaakov to prove that the um, artificial Jews, the uh, Usurpers are not who they say they are, but are of the synagogue of Satan because they never went through any of these these um, uh, curses that are spoken of in this book. Okay. now Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 says. But if ye shall come, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of Yahuwah thy Yah to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Okay, now a lot of people are get annoyed when they hear about curses and how the curses came came upon them through Ayah. And um, uh, let me continue. Let me continue. Uh, Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verse forty-five, and it reads. I'll explain that later. And it reads, moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. Because why? Because thou hearkened not unto the voice of Yahuwah thy Yah to keep his commandments and his statutes with he commanded thee. Okay. Now, before I continue, some might say, how and why would Yahuwah give curses? Why are these curses so cruel and excessive? To answer that question, you have to recognize the power of free will. We were given a choice. We can have either this or that. Keep in mind, there would not be any curses if there was not an evil demonic force to apply the curses. The Hebrews were protected from the curse under the covenant and the commandments. The choice to worship demonic 
entities resulted in the curses. This is called free will. If some tells, if someone tells you uh, not to stare at the sun or you will go blind and you stare at the sun and go blind, who is at fault? Who's to blame? Is it the, uh, the sun? Is it the one that warned you or is it your free will? The state of your life at this moment in time right now are based on the choices and decisions you made. This is facts. Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 through 50. And they shall be upon thee for signs and for wonders and upon thy seed forever. Because thou servest not Yahuwah thy Yah with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. For the abundance of all things, therefore, shall thou serve thine enemies, which Yahuwah shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he hath destroyed thee. Yahuwah shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the ends of the earth, as swift as an eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the persons of the old, nor show favor to the young. Now, if you are hearing this for the first time, I want you to ask yourself a question. When in history did the Ashkenazi Jews of the seed of Gomer mirror these curses? Now, guess which nation Gomer is the father of? If you said Germany, you are correct. The Holy Roman Empire has been at the top since 962 AD, which traces its roots to the Merovingian dynasty, the core of the Germanic society. Okay, now let's make a... Let's unpack this, and we go back to the Mamluk Islamic dynasty. The Fatimid dynasty and the Moors are closely related. The Moors went into Spain, 711 AD, until they were expelled in 1492, just 40 years after the start of the European slave trade. The Mamluk Islamic dynasty lasted 1250 to 1517, which is an army of slaves. Okay, that's what it is. It's an army of slaves. 80 years prior to the Fatimid dynasty, they controlled northern Africa, they controlled Kemet, and the area of Jerusalem. This is what the Fatimid dynasty controlled. Okay, the same land that is in the hands of the Muslim slave soldiers. So they pretty much kept control of it, but instead of it being under their control and their rule as free uh, people, they are now enslaved by the Abbasid, okay? Now, are you seeing the pattern? Now, keep in mind, all of this culminated around the same time from 1260, 1260 AD is exactly mirrors that of the time of the um, end, the time, time, and time and a half, 1260 AD, okay? So we have the fall of the Fatimid dynasty and then the eventual expulsion, right? The expulsion, the, the kicking out of the Moors in 1492, shortly after the drafting of Dumb Diversus, 
Okay, none of this is, is coincidental that it happened around the same time. Okay, now I have a question. Where do you think all of the dark-skinned Muslims of the Fatimid dynasty and the Moors fled to after expulsion from the European continent? And Egypt. Where do you think they went? Okay. All right, now I'm going to take another break. And uh, I will be right back. The power and the solution. Okay, now... I do not want to go too far off topic. This broadcast is called The Power of Cryptocurrency and the Blessings of Ayah. Before the end of this broadcast, you will understand why I named it this title. The main reason why is because the time of their rule has come to an end. But before I get into it, I want to express one more topic that ties this together. The plan to blame black America for the downfall of America. This is the title. Now, <clears throat> to explain this, I have a few, uh, a few questions. Who and what is woke? Who and what is woke? We heard this word in mainstream media from the start of the peculiar Black Lives Matter conception. Back in 2015, the Nation of Islam marched on Washington, D.C. under the statement, justice or else. Back then, Black Lives Matter was in its early stages. Shortly after, we heard Congress floating around the term black identity extremist and then by 2016, a new hijacked movement emerged labeled wokeism. Okay, now to be clear, 2015, I went to Washington, D.C., and um, I got to see Minister Farrakhan speak, which was one of the highlights of my life. And I also was able to witness the fruit of Islam, and it was the most peaceful, peaceful, loving event that I have ever been to. It was, the energy was amazing, and I had, uh, like I said, one of the best times of my life at that time. It was 2015. It was absolutely wonderful. It made up for the time when I wasn't able to do the uh, Million Man March, because I was, like, blind and um, was young, and I didn't understand the importance of it at the time. Anyway, <clears throat> like I said before, this is, uh, let me get back to where I was saying. Now, while all this is going on, all the, um, you know, in 2016, while all this is going on, in North America, the far right is blaming woke ideology for cancel culture, for the homosexual agenda, the destruction of the Constitution, in all demonic insanity we are witnessing uh, today. Meanwhile, the far left parades around white power and blackface, agitating and provoking woke hatred, while controlling the propaganda from mainstream media as they perfect their plan to blame black America for all their crimes. Okay? Now, this is obvious. We see it, but yet the far right seem to like to play along with it. That's why I say they're 
they're um, one bird, two wings, two wings of the same bird, left and the right. Okay, now we see, what are we seeing from the far left? <clears throat> we see black face at the head of white, white House power, right? We see black face at the head of White House power structure, at the head of military, at the head of mainstream news media, now prevalent in entertainment, while the foolish believe it's a come up and not another trap, ignoring the fact that they hijacked all the Black Lives Matter chapters, okay? Now, since 2015, we have seen these groups managed by white liberal women and Antifa-type white beta males appropriating woke from the conscious community. We see them pushing the narrative of anti-appropriation as they appropriate our momentum. As the far right blame black people for the destruction, all sponsored by fake liberal corporations via effective altruism, which is the most change to society, no matter the cost. <laughs> While riding the coattails of our injustice, let us blame black. Let us blame the uh, black, uh, the blacks. That's 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 the motto. We want to blame the blacks. Let us bring back the threat of the black identity extremists as we listen to the ignorant right blowhards on talk radio and social media while they fall for the oldest trick in the book called divide and conquer. Now, I hope people took what I said to heart and starts to understand that it's a trick bag again. Okay. Now, <clears throat> my suggestion to the wise and informed, instead of condemning wokeism, how about just waking up and seeing the setup? How many times do we have to fall for the same trick? Now, if you are really awake and aware, then by now you should be able to see their plans. Likewise, if you were woke before woke became tainted by the mainstream, way back when the conscious community consists of Steve Coakley, Stokely Carmichael, Khalid Muhammad, and when Louis Farrakhan could speak uninterrupted, then you know their time is up because we've been awake for a very long time. The process of the Fortune 500 corporations funding the wokeism of the hour should not be a surprise. Usurpation is a characteristic of the beast like colonization. They steal land, they steal resources, they steal people, and they definitely steal identity. They do this all the time. And their time is up because Revelation 18 tells us to be true. They tells us, it tells us to be true. It is written <clears throat> that no one will buy or sell with the beast or Babylon anymore. It is written in the book how the Fortune 500 will fall. All the companies that control the world's resources via massive hedge funds like BlackRock and billionaires like Larry Fink, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, the Rothschild family, etc. All the, billion, the Bilderberg billionaires and trillionaires will fall. This is a promise. They will fall for two reasons. <clears throat> One, because the parasitic nature of the crony capitalistic or crony capitalism can no longer be contained by our planet. 
And reason number two, okay, people are aware of their plans. Humanity is sick to death of being exploited by these demonic corporations. The 2020 COVID-19 genocidal attack set the ball rolling, okay, and they are all destined to fail. The corporations that control and own the energy of the planet will fall. The corporations that control and own the medicine of our planet will fall. The corporations that control and own the food of our planet will fall. The corporations that control and own the transportation of our planet will fall. The corporations that control and own the housing of our planet will fall. The corporations that control and own the health care like the World Health Organization, will fall. The corporations that control and own the media and entertainment will fall. The corporations that control and own the governments of the planet will fall. The corporations that control and own the worthless fiat banking system on this planet will fall. Revelations 18, 16 through 19. And saying, alas, alas, the great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls for in one hour so great riches is come to naught and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning saying what city is like unto this great city And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein one made rich all that had ships in the sea by reasons of her costliness. For one hour is she made desolate. Okay, it is written. All right, now I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Okay, welcome back. The power of cryptocurrency and the blessing of Ayah. For many years, I spoke about the exploitation of the poor, the exploitation of all people, regardless of tribe or nation. From the Eastern European, after the great wars, to South America, by greedy, crony corporations. Even in North America, by the same. The exploitation of the Australians and those in China and Japan, all over this globe, there are victims of this same ruling class. They have affected the whole earth. Today, we see them entering a new phase post-dehumanization. Now, what follows is the slave trade combined with feudalism, a leap to the next level. A new and improved digitized slave trade under the disguise of central bank digital currency, fractional reserve banking utilizing your soul as the asset. Fractional reserve banking. When you look at the definition of fractional reserve banking and combine the definition with exploitation, you get the central bank. When the Bank of Amsterdam Amsterdam discovered a way to issue paper notes for stored gold and create paper gold, fiat currency was born. Now keep in mind, the definition of fiat is an authoritative or arbitrary order. 
Now think about that. The gold you owned in the bank was converted into fiat. Now another definition of fiat is marked by or resulting from the unrestrained and often tyrannical exercise of power and not retained, restrained, or limited in the exercise of power ruling by absolute authority. At the time in the 1600s, the incentives for the banker was to make money on your gold, your gold stored in the vault. <clears throat> they did this by adding storage fees. These fees were implemented so that hoarder, I mean, I'm sorry, so that holders would want to make money on their gold. Okay. The banker would create loans in the form of paper assets and give the owner of the gold payments from the loan while issuing paper gold. Okay. Now, eventually, the owners of the gold would come to claim their property. And in many cases, the assets were over leveraged and the banks failed. Today, we call this a bank run. This is the core of fractional reserve banking, born out of the same country that created the Dutch East Indian Company. Okay, And now in 2024, we see the same ruling class running the same scheme in the form of the exchange trade funds. Okay, Then their latest is in the form of Bitcoin. So now they're trying to make paper Bitcoin. Now, this will be a discussion for another broadcast because some people love it and some people hate it. I'll show you where I stand in that broadcast. Now, guess what the paper gold invested in back in the 1600s? If you said the ships of the slave trade via the stock exchange, you are correct. The loans would be stocks, right? The loans, they would be stocks, slaves, and ships all courtesy of fractional reserve banking. Now, to further connect the dots, the, the first central bank was formed in Sweden under the rule of Charles uh, X Gustav, the King of Sweden, in 1668. Knowing the interconnections via marriage and bloodlines, one could argue that the same ruling class that spearheaded the slave trade is the same ruling class that still controls central banking to this day, okay? And to expand, when you look at fractional reserve banking and combine that definition with exploitation, you get the World Bank. You get the International Monetary Fund. You get the Federal Reserve Bank. And now, coming full speed ahead, the Central Bank Digital Currency, which I believe will make the unrestrained and often tyrannical exercise of power of fiat to what the world states it makes, like I, said, like I said, it was the definition, the unrestrained and often tyrannical exercise of power of fiat to what the word states. It says in the word, you will not buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. As I written in the broadcast, the CBDC system is being implemented right before our eyes. This is another demonic upgrade to the system of the beast controlled by the same rulers that spearheaded the slave trade. 
Are you starting to see it? Okay. However, it is written, it is also written, that they will fail, which is why the borders are dissolving, the rule of law is dissolving, as fiat currencies become less and less valuable, as fiat is worthless, then it's becoming like, you know, as worthless or less worthless than monopoly money, because at least monopoly money, you can play with it. <laughs> they become more desperate. They believe the way out is to give you digital fiat tied to what they call universal basic income. They call it the UBI. A new and improved digitized slave trade under the skies of central bank digital currency and fractional reserve banking, utilizing your soul as the asset. Okay, it's very important to understand that, and I'm not just saying it's not hyperbole. Literally, your soul is as the asset. You have no rights, nothing, if you, if you take upon this central bank digital currency, if you take upon this mark, okay? And as all, like I said, this is happening. As all this is happening, the media propaganda continued, continues unchecked and unchallenged in order to set up this system. The media is unchecked, unchallenged because why? They own the media. As this is happening, our Justice Department around the globe, around the globe are becoming increasingly weakened and corrupt as the powers that should not be desperately create wars and rumors of wars Okay, which is the purpose of this broadcast to remind you to remind you that there is a way out. The first option is to not comply. Okay, do not comply. Okay, now before I continue or before I conclude uh, to the next section, which is message to the remnant. Um. I want to make I want to uh, read uh, the part of the trans the last uh, transcript section again, just to underline it. Like I said, as as this is happening, as the uh, implementation of the digital currencies and the fractional reserve banking, universal basic income deception, as this is happening. Our justice departments around the globe are becoming increasingly weakened and corrupt as the powers that should not be desperately create wars and rumors of wars, which is the purpose of this broadcast to remind you that there is a way out. And the first option is to not comply. OK, if you do not listen to them, they cannot hurt you, just like with the vaccine. Those that took the vaccine, some of them died. They have an estimate 17 million people died from that shot. And a lot of people got sick, but those that didn't comply are healthy. They didn't get infected by it. Those same people don't comply with the digital currency. Okay. All right. Now, message to the remnant. To close this message, I will leave you with a few solutions. If you believe you are of this remnant, then this message is for you. Now, if you really want to receive this message, then you should do a self-check and see if you qualify. Let me first give the definition of the word remnant. 
remnant, something left over, a remainder, a piece of fabric remaining after the rest has been used or sold. <laughs> or sold. A surviving trace or vestige, a small surviving group of people in genealogy, an outlier, that which is left or remains, the remainder, the rest, specifically that which remains after the last cutting of a web of cloth, both of ribbon or the like. Okay, I think you get the point, right? Very small amount. Now, if you are listening to this message, you just might be of the remnant. You might be that one. You might be a piece of it. You might be that remained. The Hebrews of the seed of Yaakov were spread to the four corners of this earth, which means the genealogy of them spread as well. It was spread by force and by love. Therefore, the identification debate is here to solve who is not. Likewise, who is of the remnant or of the seed of Yaakov comes in many shades and colors. Racism is the construct of the seed of the serpent. I hope people understand where I'm coming from. Okay? All right? The genealogy of them spread as well. Okay? When I say was forced by love and by rape, you know, through time after the force, you know, the force rapes that occurred during the, the slave trade. After that, years after we were integrated, then, you know, our people were in relationships. Okay. So now the seed of Jacob comes in many shades and colors. Therefore, racism is a construct of the seed of the serpent. You don't have you don't have that in your heart if you have love. OK. Now, this message is for the libertarian. I named this broadcast the power of cryptocurrency and the blessings of Ayah to underline the purpose of this technology. It can be used for good or to do evil. Bitcoin was created because of the demonic control of fiat currency and the fractional reserve banking system. It was created because the dollar is backed by military incursions and blood oil money. What gives the fiats of this world value? What, what gives the fiats of this world value? What gives them value? The paper gold system died in the 1970s. Okay, Bitcoin and the technology behind that provide an open ledger for the world to see. And if you ever heard the phrase, this is phrase is called not your keys, not your Bitcoin. After the creation of the Bitcoin ETF, you will soon find out why. The central banks cannot store your Bitcoin because by the nature of the technology, you are your own bank. Your private keys contain your wealth. And you do not need a central bank digital currency blockchain to tell you what to buy or sell. When you comprehend this, you can leverage this technology for good. Okay? You can leverage it for good. Before I close, 
I want to make a statement about the case for reparations. This will also be a future broadcast. Okay, I'll do another broadcast called The Case for Reparations, an updated version from the 2014 case. I'm going to do the uh, Hebrews, the, uh, the, uh, Hebrews of the Sidi Yaakov case. I did, I did a couple of them in 2019. Okay, now in 2019 marked the end of the era of colonialism in the form of economic bondage. Okay, since 2014, the calls for reparation picked up steam. And in 2019, these calls hit their peak. Then, mysteriously, out of nowhere, <laughs> the 2020, 2020 came and the whole world went into economic crises. How convenient. Now, ask yourself a question. Do you believe this was coincidental? Do you believe it was coincidental, intentional, or divine order? For the answer, you will have to stay tuned or stay in tune. To assist with our reparations, I create the solution, I call it the Decentralized Sovereign Network. It is built on Bitcoin technology. It is a new type of platform that allows true freedom of speech because the servers are not centralized. It is a new type of platform that allows you to buy and sell using currencies that is not controlled by the central banks. The basics of freedom is the ability to speak your peace to whomever and however you choose and to buy and sell to whomever and however you choose. Once we establish economic stability on our own platform where we can have uninterrupted communication, we will build a definitive unchallenged case for reparations. Now, for those that are still pushing back against reparations, you have to understand that the reparations is actually spoken of in the scriptures, and it says that those that were enslaved will leave those um, with great substance, and um, the ones that created the fractional reserve banking are the ones that owe the money, not the average Joe, the average Gentile, the average soul that just works nine to five or that built its wealth, his wealth the righteous way. That's not where the money comes from. That's where the reparations come from. The reparations come from the serpent and all that he owns. The trillions and trillions upon trillions of hundreds of trillions of dollars that he, he owns will be that reparations. And it is an insult to think that you can repay the rape of our ancestors with money. No. The total removal of power is reparations, and that is spoken of in the book. Okay? Now, in conclusion, in conclusion, then this broadcast, I will read Revelations 19, verse 11 through 21. It's called The End of Babylon, The Rider on a White Horse. And I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doeth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. 
and he was clothed with a a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of Ayah. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty Ayah. And he hath on his vesture and on his high on his thigh a name written king of king and lord of lords now if you recall if you recall in revelations 12 we read about the war in heaven and how the dragon was cast down to this earth for the past two millennium since the time of yahshua hamashiach the dragon and his demonic entities ruled this earth these verses explain that their time has come to an end And I saw an angel standing in the sun. He crieth with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that flieth in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great Yah, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and the flesh of of that sit on them and the flesh of all the men, both free and bond, both small and great. This is speaking about the vultures and how they were, how they will clean the earth of this demonic horde. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophets that wrought miracles before him with which he deceiveth them that have received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire with brimstone and the remnant were slain with the word, um, with the sword, my apologies, of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth and all the fowls were filled with their flesh okay as it is as it is written we win and we win and they lose now our remnant live for 1000 years while their remnant is cleansed from our earth and locked away for 1000 years you always got to understand that whenever you're reading and you understand there's always a counter in a in a mirror and a copy of what Ayah has made. And it reads Revelations 21 through 6. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he had hold and he laid hold on the dragon. Okay. The dragon's gone. Okay. This is, the, <laughs> this is his fate. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years in the word and cast him unto the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years shall be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, if you understand that once Satan is removed for a thousand years, that means man can express himself. 
That means you can get the uh, clean Tesla technology. That means that we could create a world of beauty for a thousand years, a thousand years of just building without the influence of Satan. Okay, this is the future. This is the future. Okay, as it said, as I said, it is written that the dragon will lose all of its power and the loosed and then he'll be loosed a little season. Now, this is for the final test. And then they call the second and final death of the deceiver. Okay, now it's important because, you know, okay. And, and it reads, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yahshua, and for the word of Ayah, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So the remnant that didn't receive the mark, they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. They are the builders of the society. Okay, now you can this could be either literal, literally, or spiritually, or metaphorically. It's all leads to the same. Right. If you have a positive attitude and you're vibrating on that positivity and you know that, OK, it's time for us to build and you start to build products that replace this demonic system. If you grow food that's not genetically modified, if you have a way to to buy and sell with each other and reject the beast, boycott his his his, his demonic products, his demonic corporation and you resist it. OK then you can start to build a thousand years of peace because that's what's going to happen anyway. You're just doing it early. Now, like I said, if you receive the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, if you receive the mark and with the mark, you, you will be forced to worship the beast until it becomes natural for you to worship that beast. Okay. Now, can you see the, uh, the um, world right now being forced into this, agreement. It's called the Great Reset. You know, the world is overpopulated. We only need 500 people on this earth. Okay. That's what they're saying. How, how are they to implement that? Okay. But the rest of the dead live not un, again until the thousand years were finished. Okay. So those that reigned with Yahshua were alive on this earth in building and then after a thousand years is up, it's important to understand this. Okay, what happens? All right, now, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, because you become the builders of the new society. On such the second death have no power. That means after that's over, here comes the little season, but they shall be priests of Ayah and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Okay, now, lastly, to conclude this broadcast on the highest note, I will read the defeat of Satan. <clears throat> Revelations 20, verse 7 through 10. And it reads, And when a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. 
Now keep in mind, this is the final test for the dragon. So the question is, did he learn the lesson while he was locked up for a thousand years? Apparently not, because the first thing it does is to deceive the nations again. The same thing it did in heaven during the time of Enoch, which is why it was kicked out and thrown to the earth. So it did the same thing. And it reads, And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And the beloved city and fire came down from heaven, out of heaven, and devoured them. See, they're done. The new heaven, new earth. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Okay? Now we'll close with a message to Ayah. Thank you, Ayah. Thank you, Ayah, for this message. I ask that it touches the heart of the remnant and remind them of our future. I ask that this message reminds them that we have the victory and all things are in divine order. I ask that you remind them how powerful they are and that they have a choice to live in a time of peace. I thank you, Ayah, for your blessings. I thank you for your wisdom and protection. I thank you, Ayah, for your love and patience in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.